and welcome everyone to episode 40 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake, and I have with me two phenomenal co-hosts that I'm very excited to have on and talk about some of the topics that we have for today. So first, we have Tony coming back on. How are you doing, Tony? You said we're on episode 40? Yeah. That's almost as old as Thrill. That's insane. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I've been pretty good. Uh, been messing around with a lot more Reg E. And uh, I decided this is the year I'm going to be really sweaty about it. So cool. I'm going to be, be sweaty grinding. How's but, that going oh, for you so far? It's cool. Um, Reg E has a lot of options. So there's certain things where it's like, this looked really bad in the beginning. And then now I'm like, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. And Ogre Pond's just fun. It doesn't matter which form. I think that's what like kind of makes it better than like when Urshifu came out was, is Ogre Pond has like four different forms that you could play with. And each one is like different enough where it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, but that's about it. Blood Moon, you know, you already know. Yeah. That's my no, draft. That's, uh, that is fun. And I think, I think the Ogre Pond is, is very cool. I think the, uh, the mechanics with the various masks is really neat. The some of the additional boosts that it gets, the moves are really cool. I mean, follow me on a Pokemon that is grass and water and gets water absorbed is just insane. So it's like you can you can do a lot of stuff with it, whether you want to be like support, offensive support, full offense. And uh I think that's that's really neat what they've done. So cool. And last but certainly not least. John, coming back on, how are you doing? How are things going? I'm doing great. Um, still working on some reg E teams. I made like a whole folder in Showdown and just like dumped a whole bunch of team ideas in the in the uh, folder there. Um, and uh, I know you, Jake, and uh, Tyler, who's been on before, have tried out a couple of the, te- the teams already and, and have said, oh, like they actually work. So it makes me feel happy that, you know, two out of, I think, like 20 teams that I put in the builder already, you know, that other people have tried those and that they've worked to some degree is making me happy as a as a novice team builder, especially in this format. Um, but, yeah, I've been been enjoying playing around with all the different Ogre Pond forms and trying to make... Um, the new poison legends works so like monkey dory okidogi and pheasantipity um i actually need to make a pheasantipity team here in a sec um but they've been th- those have been cool to try out as well to see you know how do these pokemon that you know don't have the greatest types in the world um but who might actually have this some stats that are good into the metagame um this it's been cool to try to figure out how well do they fit that is fun. So when you have a folder, right, of like 20 plus teams, do you play all of them on the same account or do you make a bunch of different alts? That way you can sort of test them individually at low ladder as opposed to going up to like, say, 1300 or 1400 and then trying something new and being like, oh, this doesn't work here versus 
what does work at a lower level. Cause I know that you've talked before um, with us, you know, individually about like, Oh yeah. F- slow roaring moon doesn't work on low ladder, but it might do better at higher levels. Yeah. So a lot of these teams, I was just putting out different ideas um, just to like sketch things out. And then I played with a couple of them and realized, Hey, this mon does this thing well, and this mon doesn't do that thing well. And so then I've already been through some drafting and editing stuff along the way. And I've had other, I just had other ideas. For example, a couple of the teams I took, um, the Roaring Moon Balance team from Reg C, where it's Roaring Moon, Fluttermane, GU, Amoongus, Iron Hands, Gyarados, and just replaced a couple Pokemon on those teams with like Ogre Pond and, and Monkey Dory and changed a couple other things around uh, just to see like, how do these mons work, right? You know, take a team that basically works, works replace mons that you can replace the roles for on the team and and just see what works and what doesn't. Um, One of those drafts is working well, the other draft is not working so well, which is okay. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm not worried about laddering super high right now because I want to perform like a bunch of jank tests where if it can't survive low ladder stuff, then I'm not going to even bother with getting into the higher ladder stuff. Because um, I need to figure out my lines into really weird situations so that I know I can I know how to control the game given the randomest things that can happen. Like, for example, the slow roaring moon doesn't work if your flutter main is also slow. Because then your then Bax Caliber just kind of runs through the entire team. And so I need to know that information to know how to change the EV spreads on the team. So it's it's actually fun, even if it's frustrating. Um but that's the testing I'm currently doing rather than being like, Oh, I'll get to 1500 and then test against higher ladder players and be like, Oh yeah, this eats all their teams alive. But then you go to some random tournament and you just get beat left and right by random spreads that are like suboptimal, but they were optimal into your team. So long story short, you want to be able to plan for the entire meta, not just for the meta of quote unquote, good players. Correct. And I think that that is something that a lot of people need to really, you know, think about. Because I mean, like we've talked about it before. You know, you can you can go into a tournament and you can see Pokemon that you've never expected. You know, you haven't run calculations, the calcs for anything like that, and it can really throw you off. Like I faced a team the other day that I kid you not had Dig and Aura Sphere on an Urshifu, along with Terra type Ghost Terra Blast with shadow ball on a flutter main and i'm very ashamed to say that it came down to me winning by like 10 hp and the whole time i'm just like i'm gonna get beat by this team because it's so incredibly ridiculous and uh that reminds me of someone that we know (laughs) so maybe not to plan for that sort of thing but being able to play in a bunch of different skill sets i think is very important so yeah and like being able to adapt to different things on the fly yeah Right. That's the purpose of testing down there. Exactly. Cool. Um, well, thank you guys both for coming on. I do appreciate it. Uh, for me, nothing major. have jumped into the deregulation E ladder just a little bit, sort of just dipped my toe in, like you mentioned, John, playing with that a couple of those teams that you've been that you sent out. So I'm interested in getting in there a little bit more and, and seeing what's going on before things start to really develop. Come October, when the ladder is live with 
every Pokemon being available from the Kitakami region, as opposed to just the new ones that you have been seeing on ladder. Or is it just Ogre Pond? It, or it, it's all of them, right? It, it's all the new ones except for Blood Moon? I think so. Okay. And it's yeah, none of the work. returning, like, it's not a, none of the, like, returning mods. Right. You can't use, like, on ranked ladder, you can't use, like, Yanmega or something. Um, Correct. Wait, you can't use Blood Moon where? I don't on think on can... the Reg D ladder on cart. Correct. Are you serious? Yeah. Correct. Because it's like a form or something of, of Ursaluna. It's, it's bizarre. I don't know why they made that delineation, but, you know, whatever. It's only... Two more weeks, a little more than before you can use it on ladder. So I'm so sad. <laughs> I've been building around this thing. Well, you know, you can keep playing on showdown. Just wait just a little bit. But until then, we do have some other stuff to get into for this episode. So we do have some news as always, and then jump into our agenda to talk about what have we learned about the DLC and regulation e since it's now been live for just about seven days right it's like six right now but by the time you're listening to it, it'll probably be it'll have been out for a week so what have we learned since then so this is the new tier list yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh s plus plus down all the way to f it's gonna be uh it's a, a wild ride um but that'll be on the you know that's for the patreon viewers of course <laughs> Yes, we totally have one. We should all join. <laughs> but first, of course, let's jump into the news. So we're just going to take some time just real quick to have a massive congratulations to Eduardo Cunha for winning the Barcelona special event for the Regulation D that took place this past weekend, winning with a team of Focusash Chen Pao with your standard stuff, but Icicle Crash and Sacred Sword. Choice Scarf Landorus with the Terra Flying and uh, Terra Blast. Safety Goggles, Urshifu, Rapid Strike that's been going around. This one does not have Taunt, but it does have Close Combat. Assault Vest Heatran with Terra Blast Grass, along with Heat Wave, Earth Power, and Flash Cannon. Rage Powder, Rocky Helmet, Amoongus, and Choice Specs, Fluttermane with your standard three moves, and T-Bolt. So I am embarrassed to say I didn't watch any of this because I kind of don't really have much interest in Regulation D. But did you guys enjoy the special event? Did you watch any of the finals or anything like that? Wow. Did you say balance one? It does seem to be a little <laughs> a little balancy, I think. It's yeah, good. It's a very good team, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. I'm on the same boat as you. I did not watch any of it. I, I could I bet you I could have guessed who would have won. Maybe the Heatran I might have been off, but I'm pretty sure at this point in time, regulation D has officially just came to that wall where it's like no one's gonna build anything innovative anymore. Like no one, no one's looking to be the next snow. Um, no, I mean, obviously the steam has had multiple results. Uh, the the salt vest heat train is pretty cool. Like you know, it's it's I think what it's normally like citrus or leftovers, but like Michael Derbest kind of made like a salt vest come back, which is cool. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, 
it is what it is. Congratulate, not like to dump on the congratulations, but like we're all just waiting for Peoria to go. I feel like at this point that might be more the general consensus. But what about you, John? Did you happen to check out the Barcelona special event? Well, I actually only saw a couple matches where Edu used the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the innovation that was on the team was that the heat trim replaced the iron hand slot. Right. And I think he was playing Giuseppe in like the semis or something like that. Yeah. And I kid you not, Giuseppe could not break the Heatran because he set up the Terragrass Heatran plus a Moongus pin, which is, you know, basically the 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 Iron Hands Terragrass plus a Moongus pin that we've seen a bajillion times on stream at this point, mm-hmm. right? But now it's Heatran and Assault Vest Heatran, which is pretty dang bulky. Yep. And his Landorus couldn't even two-hit KO it. Uh, the Fluttermane wasn't doing any damage. It was just like, you ca- you cannot break it. Um, and on stream, he actually forfeited pretty early with four mons still left because he was wow. like, I, I I can't make any progress with this. Yeah. Um, which was a really good showcase for how you innovate. Because that's because Edu is using uh, Shohei's team. Well, he's using Shohei's six with Iron Hands over Heatran. But he like completely changed most of the sets, right? Um, so it's really cool to see how you can take the same concept but then just change it up a little bit and do so much better um i do want to say a bit about alex gomez's team like you have yeah the, you have a scream tail plus gothitelle plus volcarona thing mm-hmm. um which i think was cool because alex gomez for those who don't remember was the neic champion and he used a dragonbolt chien pao team with this like Sand Tomb Yawn trapping mode with um, Ting Lu and Dondozo, then Iron Hands to like kind of glue the team together and Fluttermane to be like this late game threat. Um, but the idea with Ting Lu, Dondozo, Iron Hands is that it's just so much bulk that your opponent just has to commit so many resources into it. Um, and so I think he did a similar thing with different mons of you have a mode that can pin the opponent in different positions. You have a mode that can punish your opponent, like put on a lot of pressure with Parasong, and then you have an endgame win con in Volcarona. So it's cool to see with a lot of different mons what I think is like a really similar concept, um, which I think is something that players can keep in mind going forward into Regulation E, that they can take a concept of a team from like Reg A, B, C, or D, change up all the mons, but still accomplish the same thing. And because it's the strategy and the comp, and the concept that you're trying to uh, accomplish, you might be able to, it might be very effective into the metagame. Very true. And that's something that goes back to what we've been trying to talk about for a long time on this podcast, the idea of thinking about Pokemon as the roles that they play, as opposed to just what they are based on their types or their moves or whatever. Because if you are able to think of them as pieces that you can move around and fit into the strategy that you're looking to do, it can really open up your your eyes to a lot of different possibilities that you didn't think of being there ahead of time. So yeah, being like, okay, so the idea is like to trap. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of different ways you can go about doing that. And, you know, Arena Trap is one of them. Sand Tomb is another. Magma Storm is another. And it's like you can you can really force people to 
get out of their game plan when they can't maneuver around as much as they want to when a lot of the team or when a lot of the teams are playing balance or, you know, even hyper offense or something. Mm -hmm. So I'll also say hard trick room got number nine in this tournament with like, I think like the highest placement we've seen from an an amorous theory. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, you could even argue that it even got number two considering Marco Mara's team had Cress, yeah. Amoongus, Iron Hands, Ursaluna, Torkoal, and Spex Fluttermane. So that's also pretty hard trick room with just a uh, heavy hitting Fluttermane there in the back. Yeah. It could also be even a slow Fluttermane for all we know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think we saw that a similar six in like top 16 of Worlds where you had that Torkoal, Cress, Iron Hands mode. So it's cool to see that that's another Worlds thing that uh, has stayed in the metagame. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we have another few weeks of regulation D. I think what one more wow. tournament. And uh then we move on to the next. But it's been fun. So though so far we'll do more of like a larger recap, you know, maybe towards the end. But um again, congrats to Edu for winning. And speaking of regulation E, there's a good chance that some of this will come into play. So, John, can you please take this next piece? Yeah, so there are some new mechanical interactions that have been discovered since the drop of the teal mask. So, first of all, wheezing is back, and with wheezing is neutralizing gas. And we have now learned to the applause of, like, everyone ever, that Commander, Tatsugiri's ability that hops into Dondozo's mouth, Commander is blocked by neutralizing gas in that if Tatsugiri is outside of Dondozo and Weezing is on the field, the sushi cannot go in Dondozo's mouth. But if it's already in his mouth, he won't spit it out. Dondozo is not a spitter. And also... <laughs> spitters are quitters, man. Yeah, spitters are quitters and Dondozo ain't no quitter. Exactly. And... More importantly for restricted formats, the Rhydon Legends, so Karidon and Maridon, will have their abilities shut off by neutralizing gas. So just wait for Regulation X when we have Karidon and Maridon versus Weezing. And the little gas cloud is winning. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, the new Legend Ogre Pond, the Masky Dude, gets a 1.2 times boost to all attacking moves if it has the mask form. So this is the fire mask, rock mask, and water mask. If it has any of those masks equipped, it gets a boost kind of like a pixie plate boost or mystic water boost, but to all of its moves, no matter the type. The teal mask form, the one where you don't need an item, does not get the boost. That's very important. Grass one, no boost, all the other forms, gets the boost. And finally, for our Driplin fans, you might have noticed, uh, based on some tweets, that its signature move, um, Syrup Bomb, has a different animation depending on whether it's shiny or regular. But its signature ability is not nearly as cool. It can only drop evasion once per battle. After it switches out, after the first drop, Super Sweet Syrup does not drop evasion anymore. So pour one out for your boy Driplin. Yeah, so if you're going to use that, you really got to make sure that you are timing it correctly because you won't be able to necessarily swap in and out. I kind of, 
I get it. That's a very, very strong ability. And it's, it also could be something that, you know, based on an evolution that it might get or that it will get if it keeps super sweet syrup, that they wouldn't want you to be able to just like flip in and out to be able to hit heat waves and rock slides and blizzards and hydro humps and whatnot. But Diplin has been fun. I know that Spicer's been using it a little bit and having some success with it because it just becomes stupid bulky with Eviolite for sure. And I think I, wanna... I don't think we've oh. announced that it does benefit from Eviolite. So if anyone was wondering, it yeah. does benefit from Eviolite. Yeah. I do want to touch back on Weezing. I don't know if you guys mentioned this before. Uh, Weezing's ability doesn't work on Paradox Mons. Like if they got right. the booster energy. Right. So Correct. The booster energy will still activate. Like I, I saw that the first time it was uh they pulled out wheezing and iron bundle. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, you just nerfed yourself, I guess, or your sash. And then the booster energy went off, but none of my abilities went off. So it was kind of disappointing for me. But like it's a cool thing to keep in mind. So even though the 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 ride on legends, they're like kind of nerfed on that point. Well, they're not nerfed, but you know, they they could be neutralized, I guess. Yeah. Um the paradox booster energies will still go off. Yeah. So when you're team building, that might be someone you want to look at. Yeah. And the abilities still go off if the weather goes up. So if a non if your tornado sets sunny day up, but without prankster, it still goes off. It, it does cool. make you wonder, like, now that this is a thing, if Weezing becomes popular, then Tatsugiri is going to have a lot more uh, flexibility. And mm -hmm. I want to see what people are going to do. It's like, are you going to make this like a super offensive Tatsugiri? Are you just going to stick to Scarf? Are you going to like make it into something where it's like, I, it's like I'm neutralized? Eh, not really. It, it leaves a lot open. Also, Ogopon's just fun. I'm just going to say it again. <laughs> Well, if you are having so much fun with Ogre Pond, no better time than in the next couple of days to bring it into a tournament. And we have some within the community. So, Tony, next news article or next news piece, please. Of course. So the VGC Trainer School uh, will be hosting two regulation e-tournaments this week. The first will be on Friday, September 22nd at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which means I will not be there. But this will be hosted by Parenthetical VGC as Vibrava Vibin. It will take place on Showdown, so you can finalize your teams and spreads, not waste any time doing EV training, uh, definitely, but you could test it all out before the next tournament taking place the next day, which is the VGC Trainer School Open. There's a $100 prize pool. Big balloon. Uh, it starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time and will be played on cartridge with six rounds of Swiss before top eight. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the, there are a few tournaments going around, a lot of reggae stuff. If you think you got the sauce, come bring it to the trainer school and we'll shut you down. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, but for real, it's uh, it's very cool that we have a a prize pool for for this, for the uh, for the open. So it's fifty bucks to the winner, and then I believe thirty to second place, twenty 
or 20 to second place, 20 to something, something like that. But anyway, uh, there, yeah. So the, the prize nah. pool is, is pretty cool. So definitely, uh, look into and, and that should be fun. And this is our first prize pool tournament. So, I mean, we would really enjoy everyone to come through. Yeah. Should be good. Okay. <clears throat> Well, if you are playing, it is going to be open team sheets. We'll be able to figure out if you are one of these jerks. But apparently there is a new bug that is going around on ladder, where if you are genning in a teal mask ogre pond with a terraform or a terra type that is not grass, and you are in a battle with someone online and you go for the terrestrialization into, say, dark or ghost or something like that, it soft locks the game. It's not a freeze or a disconnect or anything. It's just the Pokemon just stand there and stare at each other. No animations or moves or attacks or anything like that. And it forces the other person to be like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm just whatever. I'll just disconnect. And then the other person gets the win because they are not the ones to disconnect. So if that happens to you and you experience this soft lock, essentially, I would suggest just put your switch down and walk away and let this person, you know, be the one to, to, to disconnect because hopefully they fix this bug soon by not allowing these ogre pawn on the ladder. Um, we don't even know if they're aware of it or not, but just talking about it is good for you all to be aware of. So hopefully it doesn't happen to you, but good luck if it does. And last but certainly not least, if you want to take this one, please, John. So for our shiny hunters, there is a way to get 10 Urbamistica, two of each type. So what you need to do is complete the DLC story, and then you need to purchase all 18 picnic tablecloths at the picnic knickknack shops over in mainland Paldia. So you need to go to Coscarafa, Mezagoza, and Lavincia, aka Water Gym, Big Academy Town, and Electric Gym Town. Go to the picnic shops, get all those tablecloths. Then you have to fly to the bug gym town, which is Cortando. Do the olive roll challenge in less than two minutes, 30 seconds to get the 19th gift tablecloth. After all the tablecloths, go back to Kitakami Hall and go to a guy. Well, there's two guys next to a picnic table. You get, need to go to the guy on the right with the glasses, the, the speech bubble that says, I make chairs. Talk to him, show him your tablecloths, and he'll give you two of each Herba Mystica. So we're going to include a link to this process in the show notes and also retweet it from our Twitter account so that you have the steps right in front of you. This is neat. I don't think I would have ever figured this out. So I'm glad that somebody else did. Um, You don't show off your tablecloths to every character in Scarlet and Violet? I don't, I don't picnic and tell tony you you don't go to every npc well i'm glad someone does because i wouldn't have guessed anything about this either i i I don't know anyone in real life or in the server i think that has collected all 19 i didn't know that you could collect any of them to be honest same i had the same grapes on my tablecloth forever so now i'm going to start flexing those tablecloths super hard good as you should because it, it yeah. costs about like five thousand five thousand pokey dollars to be able to purchase them which is extremely expensive tablecloths 
So you should flex well, them. They're made out of a uh, velvet and satin. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that is the news. So again, like we said, please do come out and take part in the open. And for those of you who do, good luck. And I hope you enjoy all of that. But let's move on to the topic. All right. Well, let's get into Regulation E, as there have been some pretty big tournaments that have popped up already, thanks to the likes of Nino Poker Bros and the Wide League hosting them this past weekend. So we wanted to look into some of the teams that we see here and not necessarily go through them individually, but more so just get a sense of what the Regulation E might have in store for everyone. Now, something that we discussed uh, discussed pre-show is that the Nino Tour took place on the Friday, I believe. Um yeah, Friday, September 15th. So this was only, what, two, maybe three days after the DLC had even launched. So the actual teams that we see here, it's a lot of Regulation C and D teams and not as many Regulation E Pokemon being present just because people may not have had the ability to actually like train them and get them battle ready. So the wide league though, which took place then just a day later, did have a little bit more in the way of diversity for Regulation E of what we could be seeing. So just wanted to throw that stipulation out there as we begin to talk about them, because we do think that this regulation, this rule set is certainly going to diversify and change and whatnot. But when we start talking about the fact that, you know, the winning team for Nino was the... Farigaraf, Reggie Drago, you know, beating out a uh, hands Urshifu crest team. If you're just like, wait, isn't this seems very, very familiar? That's why. But uh, we'll start with Nino's first, just for chronological purposes. So right off the bat, you know, in the in the top eight, uh, we see some very familiar teams with the, the as you call it, the the pick two. With the Pow Knight Dozo and Flutter Chi Yu in seventh, we see a um, the Farigaraf Reggie Drago team with Tornadoes and Urshifu that took home number uh, took home the first place, beating out Joe UX Nine in second, who had Urshifu Fluttermane, Iron Hands Cress, Hisuian Arcanine, and Gastrodon. Um, Another Farigraph team in third, which is cool for like a hard trick room option. So those are more standard teams. But then looking at some of the teams that actually had Regulation E Pokemon, we see an Ogre Pond, we see a Sinistra in, uh, you know, fourth and fifth. And some Ogre Ponds dotting up here and there. So I'll start with you, John. What do you think, if anything, really stands out to you about this first Regulation E tournament that Dino put on? I mean, I think um, there's just a lot of ideas from, um, you know, Regulation D that are still relevant and Regulation C that are still relevant. Um, so, for example, um, 
the third place team kid from kid turtle had this crest luna fish main ferrigraph iron hands team that was really interesting which is a reg d team um i got to speak with them about you know how they built their team and the basic idea was you have a slow mode you have a fast mode and then you have some glue mons to put everything together which was really simple conceptually but i was like oh that makes that makes a lot of sense so that you actually have a diversity of things to bring to certain games because crest luna is just like easiest tr tr mode that we have right now fish main puts on a lot of offensive pressure to a lot of teams you put them together now your opponent is responding to you the whole time so it's like the the that thing of uh, proactive team building that I think we've maybe discussed in the past. Um, but I think this is really cool to see um, work conceptually at a, in a tournament like this. Um, I mean, aside from that, you see, I think you actually see a diversity of ogre pond forms. So you have like the water one, the regular grass one, you have, the fire one. So I think you have all three within the top cut. So that actually shows you, and I think there's at least one Empoleon, if not two Empoleon. No, yeah, there's just one Empoleon. So like the the new Mons are actually doing something, which is really cool to see. And your Ogre Pond, as you can probably see in the ladder, is something that is really tailored um, to fit like a variety of teams rather than something that you need to worry about, like running the quote unquote right one, which is cool. Absolutely. Being the fact that, you know, it has just like that grass as as a core, you can be like, and then being able to go being its own fire, water, grass core, essentially, it's like you can do whatever you want. So it's like, okay, well, for one of the teams on here, well, I already have Heatran and I already have Iron Bundle. But that's fine. So I'm going to use Water Ogre Pond. Okay, that works. Or for another one, it's like, all right, well, I have... Urshifu single strike. I have Chi Yu. You know what? I don't really need a water type. So instead, I'm just going to go Ogre Plate uh, or like Ogre Ogre Teal Mask or like, oh, I have Empoleon and Chen Pao. So I'm going to go the fire one. So it's like you really can do anything that you want with it, which I think is so, so neat. And just like a such a diverse move pool that it gets that you're able to do anything you want with it on on the team that you have. Yep, totally. But if you don't want to use the new mons, it, there's a lot of things that you can do with previous regulation things. Right? right. So you don't actually have to use Ogre Pond. You, you need to build with it in mind, but you don't have to use it. Correct. And I think that's that's very key because it's like if you're, you know, if you think, if, if you, you know that you want to, if you're going to be facing it, then I think that certainly does change things. Uh, what about Tony? What about you, Tony? Have um, based on your experience in in Regulation E, and also some of the teams you see here in Eno's Tour, anything stand out to you in particular? So, like uh, one of the first things that I do want to point out is that I, I just want to talk about the top four teams. Even we don't even have to go any further than that. But um, so the first thing I want to point out is that I just want to talk about the top four teams, right? So, like with the winning team, I do want to point out that the Rillaboom does run Grassy Glide, which I think is kind of important to like throw in there. Because oh. like, yeah, a lot of the Reg D teams are going to work right now. I 100% I agree with that. I don't think too much needs to be changed even. 
but like the moves that you get from this because i mean this is obviously just like another isle of armor situation where it's like oh you get a couple really good pokemon but then you also really need to pay attention to the moves that they bring in the team is that uh you know the reggie drago for a graph team that we've that we've seen a few times that eric rios won with but then you see that this one has grassy glide instead of u-turn or i forget if it even had a different move back then but yeah the fact that it has grassy glide is already just showing like oh grassy glide's already back even though it's 55 you know 55 uh base power power. yeah 55 bp then um it's still hitting really hard yeah i mean that that boost from the grassy terrain certainly does certainly does factor in there and just everyone loves priority especially when you have something that blocks priority on your own side so if you're able to dish it out and not have to take it you're certainly in a in a very good spot there Joe doesn't have anything from Reggie, like whatsoever. And I think okay. it's cool because he doesn't, he clearly doesn't need it, you know, because like we've seen, you know, time and time again that Joe is somebody that really prioritizes comfortability over what necessarily like you have to run, I guess. I mean, what was it? The first, one of the first uh, uh, regionals that he was a finalist in didn't have any of the ruinous mons even though regulation c was live that was the story right yeah and then he added chen pao and then he won portland yeah yeah so i mean it's it's definitely showing that it's the same concept where it's like you don't really need to worry about the new mons it's the new moves that are like really important about this uh about this installment like a kid turtle the one uh amlo was talking to uh if you look at his team his chi yu has burning jealousy which is right probably insane for certain mons like i know there's like bulk up going around right now you know there's uh there's some people trying out combine there's nasty plot sinistra uh it, i think burning jealousy is a really neat add-on over heat wave so i think I mean, it was more just that it doesn't miss <laughs> that too like you know you, ne- you never have to worry about missing that double heat wave i completely i completely forgot that it hit both targets yeah, yeah. so it's like, 70 70 and it power, burns but with specs i mean specs snarl already does a lot of damage but right specs burning jealousy is going to do even more mm-hmm. and the ability to potentially burn because chi is in a very interesting speed tier where like 100 is great but it's not super fast anymore so you it's not outside the realm of possibility that you're going after a dragon dance or like you said a bulk up or a swords dance or something like that from some of these faster pokemon like roaring moon or even ogre pond or something along those lines so that burn can really come into play yeah especially especially with ogre pond uh being defiant yeah i mean it, it it's almost like this is the move that you always wanted it to have but also, you know, even after that team, we could look at team, uh, the fourth place team where the, it's Talonflame over uh, Tornadus, which I think is interesting. Yeah. But it's it's the only one with the Reg D Mon and it's Sinistra. So it's like it's a little twist on a Reg D team for sure. 
uh, I think Sinistra is going to be great if you once people figure it out, right? Because I think right now everyone is in such an experimental phase where it's like Sinistra might be really good until this, or the or the loyal three are going to be really bad until someone figures this out, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think just this tournament itself is just showing like reg e is going to have so much to develop into in such a short time i mean i'm glad they extended it by a month but like it still doesn't feel long enough for you to be able to figure out everything that you can do i mean they extended it by a month but really they only extended it by about two weeks in reality yeah because then what i'm assuming this is just a guess but in december we're going to see part two right and you know, it's going to be the same thing that's happening right now. It's like, oh, I'm kind of tired of Reggie. Let's talk about Reg F. Right. Right. And then we'll see how much, because like that's when Incineroar comes back. And, you know, that's really going to certainly have, <laughs> have, have, have an impact. Um, um, or maybe not. We'll see. For Alligator comes back and then True. it's just going to be godly. And superior, for sure. There's Su- your fire superior. Yikes. <laughs> Chiyu Leafstorm. Yeah, yeah, with half the power. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, we'll 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 get there when we get there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that <laughs> is that's that's the Nino's tour. I just wanted to sort of get like a little appetizer. You know, sort of like a a little sneak peek of what regulation he could be. But let's shift on over to the wide league. So wide league is something that you compete in relatively frequently, right, Tony? I was actually like 30th in this one. Yeah, I'm 30th. Oh, yeah, there's Rocket Grunt. There you are. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The bear with you. I'm bad. Brought the bear. Yeah. Um, So, with this one, a lot more diversity and regulation e Pokemon came in. So, as we mentioned at the beginning, Conkle Donk did win with the Pal Knights, uh, Dozo, Flutter U team, um, going nine and two, and and then uh, you know taking it home. Nothing really to talk about there, but I did want to talk about this team that came in second place from Alex Lanone VGC, bringing Tornadus. Como, Lando T, Fluttermane, Okie Dogie, and Ogre Pond. So, this is a pretty I, interesting team. It's I like Manual team. Sun on Torn with the Fire Ogre Pond and, of course, Fluttermane to be able to take advantage of the sunny day. You got Clanging Scales and Clangorous Soul on Como with Assault Vest Ogie Dogie which features Snarl, Close Combat, Poison Jab, and Knockoff, and then Scarf, Lando T. This is a really, really cool team. I guess my one question... Oh, then, and I was about to say, my one question is going to be, how, how do you set up Como? But it's right there. It's Follow Me on Ogre Pond, giving both of them Spiky Shield and Protect to be able to you know burn a turn of Fake Out. So this looks like a, really, a very fun team to use, I bet. I love this team. It inspired me to use Ogie Dogie because I'm not going to lie. They only lost to Conkle Donk. And I was watching them the whole, like watching their progress the whole time. I'm like, I, I want to use this team. I want to look into this. And it, it I like Okie Dogie. 
I'm that guy. On one of your teams, John had Okie Dogie, and it's I always forget it's like faster than I expected to be. It's faster and bulkier than you expect it to be. Um, because it's base 80 speed and it's got 88, 115, 86 uh bulk. Um, they really re- they really min-maxed it as far as like being a bulky mon goes. Uh, because it only has like 58 uh special attack. Um I think the team creator or uh Alex Lenone or whatever their name it their name is. Um, they mentioned that Okie Dogie was Terra Dark on this team because they the rest of the team did, <clears throat> did not have a dark type. Um, and so he, they made it with Okie Dogie. And if you think about it, um Dark's weaknesses are what fairy, bug, and fighting. And you ha- you cover the fairy type with uh with your with your poison stab with poison jab and with snarl you can uh spread around toxic stuff um you know as an additional effect in addition to just reducing flutter main damage um close combat can just nuke stuff and then poison jab is good into like terror uh fairy flutter mains and stuff and knockoff is just a really good ability uh really good move um I think it's good to note this team because Torn, Lando, Fire, Pond, and Fluttermane is like your manual sun core that you'll probably see like all over the ladder. Um, the Landorus is actually super important for checking opposing uh, Hisui Arcanines because Hisui Arcanine has a really good matchup into Tornadus, Fluttermane, and Ogre Pond. Um, and you sometimes these teams run Chiyu as well. So you can counter like an entire archetype with just one Pokemon. Um, and so you're, you usually have one spot on the team. It's either a Urshi Water a Land, or a Landorus in this case to counter your opposing uh, manual sun counters. But uh, people might be asking, what the heck is this Kamo oh, doing other than just, you know, clicking Klingra's soul? Like, is this Pokemon like their favorite or something? Um, the idea with Como with specifically the Terra Steel is that it walls Fluttermane. So you have Bulletproof on it to make you immune to Shadow Ball, and then Terra Steel completely walls the Fairy Stabs from Fluttermane. So opposing Flutters cannot hit you. So check off, you know, best mod in the format, you wall. Secondly, um, Como with Dragon Fighting completely resists all the Ogre Pond Stabs, so Grass Fighting grass fire water and rock so every form of ogre pond offensively does not do that well into kamo so you have a way to deal with the um manual sun mirror the water pond balance mirror um the rock ponds that are coming around like every one of them kamo is your guy um which is really cool to see that kind of tech actually make it from theory into into reality in this tournament Yeah, and I think that when you we, we talked about before on our like preview is that Como in particular is one that it just never got the time to shine because of how prevalent Fairy became in the meta in the generation that it was released. But now with Terra, it just becomes such a prime, you know, a, a prime user for it because with Terra Steel and it has just a such a great array of 
you know, um, like its move pool is so is so diverse. You could go as Terra Steel, you could go uh Terra Fire, you could very easily make it a physical attacker if you want to, or a or a special attacker. And it's like it can do it can do a bunch. And on a team like this, giving it because it does have somewhat middling speed at 85, but it's fast enough in Tailwind, which is great. It's also great with Follow Me. Um, it's great when you have massive threats on the team like Fluttermane and Choice Scarf Landorus because Yes, when it gets the plus one Omni boost, then it becomes the focus. But then you also have these two other big damage dealers that are able to, you know, really draw your attention away. And plus, you're able to cycle in and out Intimidates to be able to give it some additional um, benefit on its like high defensive stats. So it's like this type of team is just absolutely perfect to be able to maximize Komoo because, yeah, I mean... Dragons fighting is a very good defensive typing, believe it or not. And then you give it the steel Terra type. It's like it really just covers all its bases. It's very cool. Um, okay, looking at the uh, uh, another team that is pretty cool on here, we do see um, number four is Justin Tang. I just want you to know that. Oh, that is okay. Yeah, so, uh, that's so number Justin three, Tang we have like a number three got a rain team with uh, Pelipper instead of Polytoad. That's probably somewhat significant. Uh-huh. Um, number four, Justin Tang, and it's uh, there's no regulation E teams on here, but it looks like it is. It's got like balance with uh, it's New Balance because it's the Chi Yu Iron Hands Gyarados uh, combination, but then Roaring Moon to handle some of those matchups. And it's a protect knockoff acrobatics dragon dance, uh, the Terra type flying booster energy set on Roaring Moon. This seems really cool with New Balance because you're able to get so much support from things like you know Fake Out, Rage Powder, Taunt, and Thunder Wave from Iron Hands, Amukas, and Gyarados respectively. That you're able to get those dragon dances off and then get you know, a lot of chip damage ahead of like to clean up things from Chi Yu and Fluttermane with their spread attacks. This is a really cool team. I uh, I can see why I did well. I think this is just another one of those instances instances where it's uh the move pool. It's the move pool. Like Roaring Moon was irrelevant. Yeah, and then it got huge. knockoff and yep. it was just like it, it's like, oh, this is amazing now. Um I do I do think this is another like close to comfort kind of teams though also but yeah roaring moon with knockoff is also just it's amazing it, it's so hard well also the because it's dragon type you resist fire water grass which is the three main ogre pond forms yep right and then you have iron hands to resist the rock forms stuff don't forget um, rock the rock ogre We'll see love one day. He just said it immediately. I know. I got into late, but it's also the coolest mask, I think. Yeah. Well, and uh that's actually something that people have been talking about is how Rock Ogre Pond um does really well into a lot of balanced teams because us an accurate rock move is not something that a lot of teams respect. Right. Um, and so like rock coverage can be like overall neutral into a lot of teams right now. Um, which means that like your slow roaring moon, for example, can get completely clocked by a rock ogre pond that just speed creeps you and knocks you out with Ivy cudgel. Yeah. It's a hundred percent accurate stone edge. 
It is. And like it has that's, a high, like, yeah, that, that's, that's insane. Cause it, it's a hundred base power, a hundred accuracy, and then an increased crit chance, just like stone edges. Like, and people and pe- like people begrudgingly run Stone Edge, you know, or they switch to, to Rock Slide. But like being able to say, oh, yeah, the Stone Edge is going to hit 100% of the time. That's insane. Don't forget the the mass boost to the 1.25 True. for everything. True. So it's even stronger. Does that stack with Stab? Or is that just like the mass? That's on top it? of Stab. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean. That's why when, we, when you saw those early clips of like, Chen Pao boosted uh hearth flame ivy cudgels just one shotting iron hands. At first, it was like this doesn't make any sense because showdown didn't have the calcs of the boost of the additional 20%. But now that we see that, it's just like, oh yeah, this thing is it's an assassin. But also sturdy, well, yeah, sturdy with the rock one. It's basically a free focus sash on top of this boosted thing. Mm-hmm. And so, with Horn Leech, you can uh, effectively recycle your Focus Sash again and again and again. I hope it wins something once. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm so we're gonna we're gonna clip this and we're gonna play it back to you in like four months when it's won several regionals and you're gonna be like, I hate this thing now. And we're gonna be like, Tony, it's gonna be. It. It's true. I'm gonna embrace the Rock and I'll name mine Dwayne the Rock Johnson and. I'll just shut shut the fuck up. Cut that out. I'm going to say the worst <laughs> fucking shit ever. Just cut that shit the fuck out. But yeah, so I think that's that's a really cool team. And again, th- this goes back to your point earlier, John, about how you mentioned that with Roaring Moon being great into Fire, Water, Grass, that is very important about building for Regulation E. You don't necessarily need to use Ogre Pond, but you need to make sure that you have something for it. Or at least you are addressing it. Um, I like to talk about Spicy Cigars team number five, uh, partly because of their name, but also the fact that they are making use of Empoleon, which I think is neat. Um, This is an Assault Vest Empoleon set. So other members of the team, you know, they have Pal Knight, they have Torn Flutter, and they have Rillaboom. But then they have Empoleon. And this is an assault vest Empoleon with competitive. Now that that's its new its ability, new ability with Terra type fairy, which is great because it's a steel type. With hydro pump, flash cannon, icy wind, and weather ball. To go with sunny day on tornadoes, potentially getting you know a fire attack, a rock attack, or a another water if you wanted it. That's going to be you know boosted by the rain. And it's going to be an accurate hydro pump or even an ice attack. If you happen to run into an Alola nine tails, this is a, this is a very cool Empoleon set and it kind of fits up the team because it gives you your fantasy core and two pieces of your firewater grass core. It's funny. Cause during the last podcast, I think Amlo sent me an Empoleon set. Cause I was like, Oh, Empoleon gets competitive now. And I think I was the only one super hyped about it. And Amlo was like, here you go. Here you go, child. Yeah, because it can live uh, like a, a attack, 252 attack, uh, stomping tantrum from Landorus, and then just kill it with Icy Wind. That's insane that it's killing it with a non-stab spread weak move. Yep. Empoleon got buffed. Like I, w- I was hyped, and then 
Amlo sent me that, and I was just like, I'm even more hyped. It's even cool. Like you could realistically run Brian on that thing because it's slow. So it's like all you need is something to do, be able to do fifty percent, mm-hmm. and it's actually doing significant damage back to like in addition to follow up, like uh, you know, assurance or something. It, it, well, it's nice because like we didn't have any competitive mons until like besides Gothitelle, which no one was going to run. No I mean, I gonna... guess we well, didn't have Galarian Articuno, but yeah. yeah, or like Wigglytuff. <laughs> so like now that we get Empoleon and Milotic, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think this was the buff that Empoleon always wanted, and uh, yeah, it, I, I'm happy to see it make top five. I played six and seven in the tournament, though. That's cool. I, I beat seven. Nice. Six just walked all over me. <laughs> well, they have a good team. Like they two. do. They they both do. I, I like both of their teams. Um, anything stick out to you about this team, John? Um. I think it's just another uh, manual sun team, right? Because you yeah, have pretty much yeah. torn and flutter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Empoleon helps you against your uh, Hisui Arcanine matchup. Um, I think, yeah, the Terra Fairy is probably one of the better Terra types on it, just to give you a good um, neutral kind of Terra into a lot of the metagame right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't nice. know if I have too much else to say about that. That's fair. Um, okay, so I think that I think I'm I'm looking forward to what Regulation E is going to turn into some good diversity here. So before we wrap up, uh, the question of the day for those that want to write in uh, via email is going to be: What Pokemon in the new you know Kitakami decks are you interested in using on a team? Or one that you have been using that you really are looking that you've really been enjoying. So I turn the question to you guys. Uh, what is something that you are either looking forward to using or have really enjoyed using thus far in your regulation D or regulation E um, matches? Tony. I'm glad Rillaboom is back. You know, it was like there, but Grassy Glide made it there. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Rillaboom didn't exist until Grassy Glide, obviously. Right. No, the 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 I, I'm excited about Empoleon. Like for the old ones, I'm excited to use Empoleon. Like a lot of the bonds that everyone's excited that everyone was like hyped for, like Ice Tails, and I mean, I mean, I'm kind, I'm pretty excited for Coma O too. There's a couple. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Okay, so there's Coma O. There's, uh, <laughs> you know, Empoleon. I don't even know if I said Komo's name right, but that's besides the point. Um, okay. I, I'm I'm kind of ex- I'm a little bit more excited for the new ones, like Blood Moon, and then I'm excited for uh, Ogie Dogie because I've been having a lot of fun with it on ladder. Um, but yeah, Empoleon and Komo are seem pretty legit now. It's like it's giving two things that you wanted to work. And now they can. So it's like giving them a second chance at life. And I'm ready for it. Okay. John, what's something that's not in your team builders yet that you're looking forward to doing next? Uh, Pheasantipity. Pheasantipity. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, Just because when I faced on ladder, it 
basically forces you to blow resources <laughs> trying to kill it or trying to disable it right. while the other Pokemon gets to do whatever the heck it wants. And then once you've, you know, you might be sitting there with your last two Pokemon because uh, you had to just spend so much into it and its coverage is good enough to be annoying. Um, yeah, I've been in situations where I've like been icy winded and I can't get through their back too because I'm too slow, for example. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's this like do nothing bond that actually punishes you for for not killing it, um, which which I think is a cool concept. So I want to explore that more nice. going forward. Cool. Um, I think for me a uh, kind of like a, a low tier pick is going to be Shift Tree. We've talked about it a lot. I'm very interested in pairing that with Tornadus, and between the three of us. Maybe this is a meme. It's probably very stupid, but there's something like very interesting about potentially doing something along the lines of like, I don't know, fake out plus tailwind into, you know what? It gets explosion. And I think that that would be really <laughs> stupid and fun. I <laughs> mean, uh, like swap in a flutter main in place of the tornadoes or just put ghost Terra on tornadoes or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that'd be enjoyable because you get that plus one into going boom. Um, but other than that, I think uh, I think Como would be would be very cool. That's uh, I'm glad that it has the, has its time to shine because that pink and yellow shiny do be spicy. I actually prefer the original colors on. Oh my god! And that's where we're gonna end it before Tony <laughs> says something else. To no, no. It is ugly, and we all know it. It's not. It's so ugly. No, no. You know what, viewers? Come email us and if you, let us know your honest opinions. If Como O Shiny is hideous. Also, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, please correct me. I'll read it, and I'll read it the same way. So, okay, good. It's already. Well, we are going to wrap up there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. We all we hope that you all enjoyed this. And like I said, if you come out to the VGC Open or the Vibrava Vibin tournament this uh, you know Friday and Saturday, certainly good luck and hope you have fun. Certainly do join our Discord, check out our, our socials and uh, send us an email about your thoughts on, you know, reg e Pokemon you're looking forward to. But other than that, we will say our goodbyes. So, John, you first. Keep monkeying around, friends. And Tony? Como, oh, more like Como, no. It's, it, it is a boo, but it's it's still hideous, and we can have an hour-long debate after this. Okay, okay. And uh, thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, class dismissed. Hasta la fuego.